my name is Adam Garantz, and welcome to this week's episode of the Susan and Mo team presents Adam Garantz's Fun with Real Estate at Home podcast. As we know, many things have changed over the course of five months since the pandemic was declared, and many businesses have moved to a remote workspace for their employees, mainly in their own houses. With that coming into effect, home and auto insurance was greatly impacted. And today, Thomas Watson from Guardsman Insurance is here with us to discuss this new normal and how it impacted your insurance. Thomas, it is great to see you. Welcome to the At Home Podcast, and thank you for doing this. Good morning. Nice to be here, Adam. All right, so let's start with the home insurance side of things, because of course we are a real estate-based company, so let's talk about home insurance. How did uh, people moving to a home-based work environment affect their insurance? Did they require more coverage for home insurance since they were going to be at home more? In some cases, they may. It depends on what they're doing for a home-based business. Uh, It would come down to the individual insurers and their rules. So the best thing to do is talk to your uh, broker about your situation. But if you're going to be seeing clients in your house, so for example, if you're a uh, barber or hairdresser, you're now working from home, you're going to want to make sure your home insurer is aware of that because that's a big change from just using your house as a you know, place to eat, sleep, and wait to go to work the next day. Once you're working from home, there could very well be important changes you need to make to your policy. And again, your best thing to do is talk to your broker to make sure you've got the proper coverage. Makes sense. So we were seeing uh, people also now completing a lot more of those long overdue renovations that they were looking forward to doing. Uh, A lot more time on their hands being at home. How does that impact your home insurance by doing those renovations maybe that have been put off for years and years? So definitely anything you're going to do along the lines of renovations, you're going to want to let your insurer know, particularly if you've got the guaranteed replacement cost endorsement on your policy. Uh, Part of that, there's always guidelines on how quickly you have to inform your insurer if you're doing anything that changes the property. Uh, Mostly it's to make sure that you're properly protected, right? If you go in, you add $20,000 worth of uh, value to your house. We need to make sure that's properly reflected in your insurance to make sure you've got the correct uh, insurance protection. So you spend $30,000 adding a deck to your house, you want to make sure your insurance policies are adequately reflecting the increased $30,000 that's going to cost us to rebuild that house. Makes sense. Now, what were, were home insurance claims at all affected during the pandemic? I mean, I know a lot of the times they have to have an insurance claimer go into your house to look at things. So how was that impacted when we were kind of locked down and had no choice but to not see people for a really long time? So the good news is the insurance industry as a whole was deemed an essential service. So we've been working all the way through this pandemic, uh, looking after our clients and looking after claims. One interesting thing that we have found is the uh, number of home insurance claims have gone up dramatically uh, this year compared to last year. Uh, We're finding folks that uh, used to buy their meals at restaurants most of the time are now at home cooking. And we're seeing many more cases of uh, kitchen fires and things like that this year that haven't traditionally been a problem for us. Uh, On the adjuster side, the adjusters have been really good. Uh, I know a lot of adjusters, if it's a smaller claim, they've been using uh, Skype, Zoom, Facebook uh, video, anything they can do to, you know, get an idea of what's going on in the house without having to set foot inside the house. And in those cases where there are larger losses and the adjuster has to respond in person, they've been responding wearing uh, N95 and N100 masks. So they're taking all the precautions they can and still getting things done. It's definitely slowed down the claims process a bit, but we are still looking after our clients. That's good. That's the important thing. So obviously, uh, you know, uh, not only are we dealing with, with, uh, with insurance being impacted from, from that standpoint of people being more at home, we're seeing a lot more 
uh, claims, like you were saying about fire insurance. So quickly switching gears and sort of staying on that same sort of thing about, you know, disasters for lack of a better term. Um, we're in a weird predicament now in the city of Ottawa where it seems like every couple of days or every couple of weeks, we're getting those lovely notifications on our phone for tornado warnings, uh, something that we haven't really experienced in Ottawa um, ever, uh, or even as much as we've been experiencing them recently. How are, are tornado, is tornado coverage um, a standard on home insurance policies, or is that something that you need to ask your broker to add on? So to my knowledge, a tornado is just a big windstorm and wind is a covered peril on 99% of home insurance uh, policies out there. Uh, obviously, if you're concerned, phone your broker, just double check, ask them, you know, point blank, is tornado considered wind and am I okay? And they should be able to tell you yes, no, really quickly. I can say uh, all of my clients, absolutely. If they've got a standard comprehensive homeowner's policy, if a tornado hits them, they're going to be covered. Perfect. That's good to know since my insurance is through you. So I'm safe if my house ever goes down. So that's good. You're good. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to switch away from the home insurance side of things. Quickly touch on car insurance. We saw, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, a lot of people are moving to that at-home uh, work environment, which means people weren't driving anywhere anymore. Uh, they were maybe going to the grocery store, which a lot of people live within a few kilometer radius of a, of a, of a grocery store. Um, how did that impact car insurance so we have seen a bit of a dip in car insurance claims which is nice uh, the car insurance uh, market in ontario has been very difficult for a number of years so this is giving us a bit of breathing room uh, most of our insurance companies have actually come out with some form of discount or rebate temporarily to help out with the covid which is great uh, the problem we're seeing is a lot of people seem to think that insurance rates are going to drop overnight. Uh, and unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way in our industry. Uh, I always like to say uh, with insurance, we're using last year's information to take this year's money to pay next year's claims. So it's going to take a year or two for us to actually finalize what the cost savings are on the auto insurance side so that we can properly reflect that. Uh, I know all of the insurers I work with have been actively following the situation and seeing what they can do. But at the end of the day, uh, it does take a while for us to get our handle on what the claims really do look like. Uh, you know, we could have had a small fender bender in March that a year from now we end up finding out that it's a serious bodily injury problem. So it can take up to a year for even the few claims we've had for us to figure out what the actual impact of those are going to be. Makes sense. So it, it it can really really have an impact there from that standpoint, waiting years to find out how things can be uh, touched on and, and, and fixed in that standpoint. Um, you mentioned, you quickly touched on, on um, uh, the, the discounts. So that brings me to my next question. We were seeing refunds or discounts coming from, um, uh, from the, the insurance companies. Was that only for car insurance or were people also seeing that from home insurance side of things as well? So from what I've seen, it was only the car insurance side that had some uh, discounting applied to it. Because at the end of the day, uh, if anything, the home insurance risk has gone up with everyone being home. But uh, absolutely, all of the insurers in Ontario that do car insurance have done something to put a little bit of money back in their clients' pockets uh, in the short term. Uh, from what I can see, all of that seems to be ending now that we're reopened. And uh, every insurer I've spoken to is open to looking at it again if we end up shutting back down. So uh, now that schools are opening, I expect if we end up locking down in October, November, I wouldn't be surprised to see the insurers taking a look at some more temporary discounting to reflect the reality of the situation. 
makes sense, which would be great for a lot of people. As we touched on in our previous episode, you know, a lot of people were losing their jobs during the uh, the lockdown. That just a little bit of help from anyone from any side of things would be a, a huge impact for everyone who could be affected by that. Absolutely, and I will say, uh, even though the discounting's all really come to an end, if people have trouble uh, with making their payments, you know, talk to your broker. Their companies are still being fairly flexible. Uh, most of mine, if we tell them you're going to miss a payment because, you know, you're just getting back to work and you've got that weird gap between CERB and your first paycheck coming in. And a lot of cases, the insurers, if nothing else, are at least waiving the NSF fees to help try to get people back on their feet. Uh, you know, there's not a lot they can do. Unfortunately, the rules are very, very strict on how payments need to be made, but they can waive some of their fees. They can push payments. Uh, I had an insurer yesterday uh, just waive the uh, August payment completely. They're like, look, that's not going to go through. We'll just move it automatically and do a double payment in September. You know, we're just, again, we're prolonging the agony. They're still going to get their money, but they're getting fairly creative and flexible about how they're going to get it to try to help people out. Awesome. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, so let's... <laughs> Well, let's switch away from a little bit of the doom and gloom from the pandemic side of things and, and switch into something that can be a little bit doom and gloom, but uh, not not as bad, I guess, because uh, it, it, it's something that doesn't always happen. So um, for condo insurance, so a lot of condos for, for people who might be listening, you know, they, they have what are called special assessments, which is a, an impact that happens when the condo corporation itself does not have enough money necessarily or needs a little bit more money to cover certain repairs and, uh, or, or, or to replenish their reserve fund. Is there condo insurance that can help protect those people who have purchased condos and then get hit by a large special assessment who might not be able to fork over thousands of dollars because uh, it's just not in the cards for them budget-wise right now? So I'm going to go back to my favorite line. I definitely talk to your individual broker on this to look at the specifics of your policy. When it comes to condo policies, they are very different depending on the insurers. They all have different things they will and won't cover. Uh, there's coverage on a condo policy called loss assessment coverage. And we use that coverage if there's a special assessment added to a condo building, uh, usually as a result of a deductible or a loss that's not going to be uh, covered properly by the condo's insurance, and then they can go assess the unit owners. The loss assessment coverage can come into play there to help with that. Uh, again, that's very specific to each individual company and their specific policies. Uh, some will cover functions of a deductible. So say the condo corporation's got a $500,000 deductible, they turn around and tell every unit holder that you're going to pay $10,000 of that deductible. You know, some companies will pay it, some won't. And the ones that will, they'll have a limit on how much of that they will actually pay. So you really do have to be aware of the unique aspects of your coverage. Uh, again, each company is very different. I have some that provide very little coverage for loss assessment, and I have some that automatically include a half million dollars for loss assessment because they know realistically that's where you're going to run into your problems with the condo policy. Makes sense. And again, I probably should have touched on this too before I asked that question. For those who don't know, yes, almost every, actually every condo has their own building insurance, but you are required to also get your own individual insurance because the condo's building insurance really just covers the exterior of your, your unit, but you're still responsible for interior uh, for you know your own belongings and anything that might be happening on the inside as well. Absolutely. With the condo policy, uh, it's very important to make sure you have that because not only will it cover your personal property, it's also going to cover what we call your improvements and betterments. So yes, your condo corporation insurance will rebuild your condo if it burns down, 
Uh, the problem is it's going to rebuild exactly what the condo had when it was originally built in the 70s. So you're going to get a whole lot of really cheap flooring, really cheap finishes, probably not have those nice built-in cabinets that the guy three owners ago put in. Those are all things that are owned by the unit owner themselves. So you need to make sure you've got your own condo coverage to protect those improvements to the unit. Uh, it's something that uh, I always hate to see if someone doesn't have the proper coverage and they end up with a fire, they get really upset when all of a sudden they're not getting all the nice features that they had purchased the condo for. And honestly, for a policy that's not going to cost you more than $500 a year in most cases, you can give yourself that peace of mind. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Great in information. Thank you for that, Thomas. All right. So um, you also work on commercial insurance and, you know, we've talked about home insurance. We've talked about car insurance from the individual standpoint side of things. Um, for commercial insurance, those businesses that have said, all right, we're not going to open our doors anymore. We're going to kind of shut down the office temporarily until we see what's going to happen with this pandemic and get things under control. How how has that impacted commercial insurance for businesses that have switched to the at-home work environment? So definitely increases the business's liability. A big thing right now is uh, particularly those knowledge-based industries. So your lawyers, your accountants, uh, your financial planners, all those folks that used to work out of an office and are now working from home, their employer has a much bigger liability on the cyber side of things. So their employees are accessing confidential data at home. They're going to want to make sure that they've got cyber liability coverage. Uh, that's something that as brokers, we've been recommending it for years. And we've been getting a lot of, well, it's not a really big deal. You know, everyone's in the office. We've got good security at the office. So make sure you've got a good cyber liability policy. Make sure you update your insurance company that staff are working from home so they can take note of that and make sure that uh, staff are going to be protected, that you're going to be protected if something happens. Makes sense. So, yeah, obviously, cyber liability is definitely something that, you know, probably 20 plus years ago was not really anything that people had to worry about. But now we're in this modern technology world where, where you know, our phones are surgically attached to our hands, our computers. I mean, we're doing this. Uh, you're, you're at home. I'm at home. We're, we're doing our, our thing together. And yeah, you're right. You know, you got to protect yourself and, and make sure that as a, as a business side of things, you're not risking yourself at a more liability issue that could lead to bigger and worse things for your business. Absolutely. When it comes to commercial insurance, the easiest thing you can do is talk to your broker. They're there to give you the advice and to help you solve the problems before they become a problem. I always tell my small business owner clients that I can solve any one of your problems before we have a claim. So if you let me know about it before you've got a claim, I can make sure you're going to be protected. But if I find out about something after a claim, then all bets are off and we'll see what happens. So better to be upfront, put all your cards on the table, let us do our job before you have a problem. Makes sense. Thomas, this has been fantastic. You were a great interview. I really appreciate you taking the time today to speak with us. Um, as you mentioned, talk to your broker. Guys, you need to contact Thomas Watson. He is a fantastic insurance broker. He will have you covered. Him and his team at Guardsman Insurance are just fantastic. And you guys work all across Ontario, right? So you've got offices here in Ottawa. You've got Kingston. You've got uh, Perth or Pembroke? And we've got an office in Bancroft. And Bancroft. then uh, we service a lot of military clients out of the Petawawa, Pembroke area as well. There you go. Well, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Thomas. Really appreciate it. I want to thank everyone once again for tuning in this week to the At Home Podcast. Um, if you need any more assistance on real estate, feel free to contact myself at the Susan Mo team. And as I mentioned, contact Thomas at Guardsman Insurance for a quote on a new policy. 
I want to once again thank all of the frontline workers who continue to work tirelessly to fight and help stop the spread of COVID-19. And please continue to wear your mask and social distance so that we can get back to a more normal type of life. Stay tuned next week for another fun-filled episode.